feeling blue, buddy. Fantasy's got me down in more ways than one. My head got chopped off in our guillotine league. I'm losing a mic. Everything's bad. So I needed a tune to pick me up. And it's a big one. You can't hear it, but I'm hearing it right now. And it's just, it's just, it's got me going. It's a dirty ass shit kind of tune. You can't tell everybody the magic of how we do things. Of course I can hear it. Yes, I hear it loud and clear. The, the power of technology. You just feel the music, feel the beat. Oh, yeah. I, I love how, I feel like the last three times we've recorded this podcast, um, by the way, episode 94, as we Getting reconvene there. here, reconvening in uh, in week 10 here. Every time we do this pod, you come in and you're, you're pissed because you've been let down by the fantasy gods and your shitty team and whatever has happened. But then you get that tune and you're great. And then, and then at some point you just go and spiral right back down the toilet that you came from. Um, and then we end up in a good place after like, okay, we made some good content today. You are an absolute roller coaster. Um, and I miss you, but I just wanted to let you know. What can you do? Listen, if you were in my <laughs> shoes, you know, to, just to put it all in perspective here, Alexander, you and I have the exact same points for. We do. I saw that. To, to almost to the decimal. And yep. you're six and three, and I'm three and six. In no universe does this make sense. So if you what? were me, you'd be fucking pissed too, all right? Don't get started with me, Alex. Don't you fucking start. Go to your room. <laughs> well, you're and starting. we're off. You're, you're starting early, eh? So Fuck, I man. think um, I think a good it. place to start here. So, so by the way, the schedule is now resetting for those who don't know. Um, we're in week 10, which means everybody's played everybody once. Back to week one matchups. There's five weeks to go. I really love what Nick has done with the, and this is the only time I'll compliment Nick on this podcast, by the way, mark that. But um, I love what Nick did with a $10 prize this week. I thought that was such a cool wrinkle. The parlay that he put together, very unselfish of the man, uh, the 10 bucks to win 1500. But I have to say, I'm glad that my fantasy team won this week, and I'm glad that I kept my head in, in guillotine. But Sunday morning, the Dolphins lose in embarrassing, in a way, fashion. Travis Kelsey does not get into the end zone, and I bust the parlay before 12.30 p.m. Eastern time, and I was crushed. And this is the first, like, Sunday morning, obviously, with the 9.30 game that I, I actually got up and I watched football bright and early with my team playing. And Vanessa was just concerned for my well-being, and she's <laughs> like, I... She told me this. She's like, I hate this version of you. Like, this is a bad, bad version of you, and we need to Whoa. work on this. And I'm just like, whoa. whoa, tough. And I was in miserable spirits. When that when that fucking lateral defensive play in the Chiefs Dolphins game happened, I was just I was a wreck. It's nice to care about football again, though, I do have to say. It, it, I, listen, I'll say this. I'll say, I've said this before. I've said it again. I said it a lot of Bills fans in my life. I go, the NFL. Everyone thinks it's so fun when your team's actually good and has expectations. It's not. It is not. The year that's good is when they come out of nowhere and are super fun and exciting and awesome. But then from that point on, it's misery because you're like, okay, this is a Super Bowl year and you're hanging on every injury. You're hanging on every lateral. You're hanging on every fumble, every pick. You're dissecting every little moment. It's no fun, man. It's no fun. I lived through it with the Saints for those like four years. That first year... 2018 electric after that just a stress fest it really yeah. affects it like i know how you're feeling like i've never been more like top three saddest two of my top three saddest days of my life were the fucking Same minnesota spot. miracle and the rams ref thing which i was so upset about for like a good two weeks it was i was yeah so i get where you're coming from but listen the parlay we did good okay yeah. you fucked yeah. up let's be clear you fucked up okay 100 you fucked up Taylor Swift was not there. Should have vetoed. What a True. shame. 
Um, True. You know what? It's okay though. I I was like, yeah. Ah, what can you do? We're back at. Let's do it every week. I I enjoyed that. I think we're gonna hit a couple of those and we'll be all right. I like all you got to do you is win get... like two and you get the money and you get your money back. Right? Pays for the bet. Oh, I mean, what do you mean? Hit two ten dollars to win fifteen hundred dollars does more than just pay for the bet. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It pays for the league. <laughs> if you do ten bucks for seventeen weeks, eighteen weeks. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here All we right. go, Doors. All What's right. the math? I thought you were talking about the single winning if we were to hit one of those parlays. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You basically got to hit like one to like pay for the bet and then some. You hit two, it's like, let's fucking go. Lottery ticket time. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Um, I have to, because the last couple of weeks I've actually been watching a little more football. I think it's, you know, we've talked about this. I've been a little disconnected with outside the fins this year, but I'm kind of back. And what I've noticed over the last couple of weeks, especially, and maybe call this bye weeks, Maybe call it that like injury plagued slog in the middle of the season as we work towards this 18 game insane schedule. But talk to me about the quality of play because it feels to me like it's down badly. The QB play from what I've seen has been horrendous. horrendous. Um, and like I'm, I'm looking at it. It's like we had Chargers in primetime back to back weeks, which in theory is great, but they're not good. And they beat the Jets. Congratulations. That's just not a game that I want to show up for and watch. Dan put a comment in the chat. I think it went unread for two straight hours. Like there weren't a lot of people watching the fucking Chargers and Jets and then Bears Panthers coming this Thursday night. Like, what are we doing? So So like, talk to me. You've watched more football probably than anybody this year. Talk to me about like, am I seeing things or is this just like, is this the way it is? No, it's just the way it is, man. Like, think about it. Like, really think about it. We don't have a lot of really good quarterbacks in the NFL. There's just not a lot. There's a group of like seven, eight. But in terms of elite, elite, elite guys, it's Mahomes. I still think it's Burrow, healthy. Who else? Everyone else after that? No, I think they're all like not elite, but they're great. But then after that, it's a huge tier break. Then you get your fucking losers, right? Your Derek Carrs, your fucking whatever. And that tier is massive. So on any given week, you're going to have weeks like this. I mean, look at our league. Our league is a perfect example of it. Like half the teams in our league scored less than 100 points this week. It's yeah. crazy. And yeah, you can say it's bye weeks. You can say it's fucking whatever. But like we're always get to this point and it's week 10 and that's so fucking sad because it just always goes by so fast. But like there's how many teams have like are on their second, third string QB right now because of injuries. You know, it's just, yeah, it's shitty, man. We need an influx of quarterback talent in the NFL. Um, there's been a, too many draft classes where it's just been a swing and a miss, especially yeah. in recent years. Hopefully this year lives up to the hype. It seems like there's at least yeah. going to be six quarterbacks going in the first round. We need like three of those guys to be like, not just good, like really fucking good, you know? Because yep. Bryce Young yep. ain't it. CJ Stroud seems like he's good. But like, I'm not a Bryce Young fan. And outside of that, like Kenny Pickett's not miraculously going to turn shit around. He was the only quarterback drafted two years ago. Like, like what are we doing here, right? These guys are backups. Like, yeah. So that's a big issue. It's a big issue. On top of that, we also have Arthur Smith head coaching teams in the NFL. Like, play, like people like that, right? Josh McDaniels. Like, these guys are idiots. And, like, they're so bad at this. And, like, it's easy for us to sit here behind our microphones like, you're a shitty coach. Blah, blah, blah. But, like, genuinely horrendous. Like, yeah. I can't wait to die. I have so many Arthur Smith things. It's just great. I just, fucking guy sucks and there's one specific team we'll get to with the arthur smith piece and and i think we both know where that's going but i think let's just let's do more of a traditional approach to this and we can talk about the teams as we go through it as we've always done but let's get to the matchups and we start with what we thought was 
just an absolute juggernaut matchup of the top two of the top three teams in the league. It didn't turn out to be very sexy, but there is stuff to talk about here. It's Nick who moves to seven and two and Rich is now six and three with the loss. 107 to 90, kind of a yucky score there. But again, as we talk about just so many low scores this week, we had one of the quarterbacks in this matchup put up 11 points and his name is Lamar Jackson. So I think we should start by giving Nick the flowers he deserves again. Austin Eckler shows up. Nick putting up 107 in this matchup with a zero from Mike Thomas. That pretty much tells you everything you need to know with Keontae Ingram Keontae giving him less Ingram. than a single less than a single point. Now an let's talk. start. This guy's seven and two and he's starting Keontae Ingram. What am I but, like? What but, are we doing here? But let's call it out. Let's call it out, Tones, because this is the one time I feel like in the last 100 examples where the guys that Nick trades for or picks up Tyler Lockett. Mike Thomas, his draft pick, Keontae Ingram, they give him nothing. They gave him a combined five points between those guys, but he gets enough. Baltimore special teams gets him through and Rich really doesn't put up. I mean, you know, Nick would have lost to a handful of other teams yeah. in the league this year. So I just want to call out the fact that not every single thing Nick touches is, is pixie dust, but most of them are. So that's where we're at with Nick's team. And I don't know if I have a ton of other things to talk about with this group. If you look at his bench, the whole fucking team was on a buy or dead. There is literally no one else that Nick put have in, could have injected into his lineup this mm-hmm. week that's sitting on that bench. So um, that's where I'm at with Nick, with Nick Dotto's team. You have any thoughts? Yeah, I have some thoughts on Rich's side of things here. I mean, sure, you know, I he was disappointed. I talked to him yesterday. I mean, he's just like, you know, we're, we're, you just said it. Like, Nick doesn't have the magic pixie dust and everything. But, like, don't forget what he does to the enemy, right? Like, don't forget. <sighs> like, he's starving the enemy every once in a while, right? He's he's cutting off the supply lines. You know what I mean? World War II references. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, not just for any war. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm a genius. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> basically... <laughs> Rich has a really good team and he goes yeah. against Nick and Rich is sitting there going, of course I put up a dud against Nick, which is just so frustrating. And trust me, I'm like, welcome to the team, pal. Welcome to fantasy yeah. football. You're going against Franco. You're going against Nick. Just assume you're losing. Just assume, assume dumb shit's going to happen. Your team's either going to suck or it's going to go nuclear, but they're going to go super nuclear. And it's just, it's just fucking frustrating um, to actually dissect things. Rich's team, kind of like my team, right, is if A.J. Brown and Tyreek Hill are clicking on all cylinders together, unstoppable. When one of those guys kind of doesn't do what they're maybe supposed to do, and this week was Tyreek Hill with eight points, you need somebody else to pick up the slack. And this week it just wasn't there. Other weeks it would be, but I don't know, man. Rich, I don't think, should be panicking in any way, shape, or form. Like, look at this bench. Like, Gus Edwards, he's yet to use Jacoby Myers. And Aaron Jones is back. And, like, I don't trust Aaron Jones, but that was nice to see, I'm sure. Right? Almost 100 yards, 15 fantasy points, gets in the end zone. Like, that's nice. He was the bell cow. I think he had 20 carries. Yeah, like, A.J. Dillon's a fucking joke. Get him out of here. Rich's RB depth here is wild. I imagine James Cook is dust. And now, Jonathan Taylor's good. Say Pacheco in your flex. And you're trotting out Gus Edwards and or Aaron Jones. And you're doing pretty well for yourself, right? in a season where there's like no good running backs, there's maybe like two or three. That's pretty nice. So I think Rich is fine. It's okay. Live to fight another day. The banked wins are there, right? Six and three. But I get Rich's frustration in terms of a bye week. He needed that win. He needed that win. Does Rich play Franco again? Let's find out. When did he play Franco? Last week? No. So he won't play him again. You play the first five teams of your season. So Rich will once again play Dan, Rob, Mike, Janera, and myself, which to be honest, as you look ahead at the teams he's already beaten, um, 
he he has a very favorable schedule the rest of the way and yeah. it's 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 he's in a good spot to continue to yeah. run here the things i want to mention about rich three game winning streak to begin the season just came out of a three game win streak you know how many games you need to win to get a championship in the playoffs if you're not a buy team three games three straight games i wouldn't know rich yeah, three games no no neither of us would know that rich just put up 90 points it's his lowest of the season he's been over 100 every single time this year and the point I wanted to make was one you already did, so I won't harp on it again, but he got Aaron Jones back and getting Aaron Jones back is one thing. Getting Aaron Jones and his head coach saying he wants to unleash him on the NFL in, in, in one way or another, which is kind of what he said he wanted to do this week, but just getting him back involved, right? Yeah. Jordan Love, if he's going to throw these dumb check down passes, you know, a la Baker Mayfield, just get the ball in Aaron Jones's hands yeah. and that's what you're going to want if you're rich. So um, yeah, nothing to worry about and a favorable schedule the rest of the way, which will put him in a good spot. For one of those buys, he's only a game back now, and his points for is no slouch. He's right up there with Nick and, and Franco, so um, looking good. On a personal level, I uh, straight up may never talk to Rich again until he changes his team name. Like, what are we doing here? It's been like six weeks that you, you, since you traded Chris Olave. He's also been on t- not just one, but now two teams. Like, he's on my team, but he was first on Dan's team. Like, that is... This is, it, this is an inexcusable display, and I need the commissioner to step in here with some fines. Okay, yeah. I think we need to be finding people, you know. Okay, like a two dollar. Okay. Let's not bankrupt the man, but like you know, the NFL is finding guys for tackling just all willy nilly, and no one can fight it. I think you got to step in here and just be like, Rich, Should- five bucks. You pay for the parlay this week. There it is. You pay for the parlay this week until you change your team name. Bang. And then can we can we tax it? Like, what was the tax that Seinfeld had to pay on that that um, that library book? That was like 20 years overdue. Like, what was the what was the cost of that? Listen here, Joy Boy. Um, <laughs> that's, one of, that's one of my favorite episodes. You had to pay um, like, Rob would know this. Big life's one, big joke, like, do you? Yeah. Yeah, you had to pay like hundreds of dollars. I think we should start taxing Rich's fine here. For I'm down. Stupid if he doesn't, it, so, so he pays for the parlay this week. If he doesn't yeah. pay for it and it still it rolls over, then it's he pay, it's 15 bucks on the parlay. Then it's 20 sure. bucks on the parlay and it just keeps rolling over. Tack on five. And then, and then he owes me a hundred dollars. Just because. tremendous. He yeah. doesn't, he hasn't paid you yet. Wow. No, no, no. He's paid me. I just mean, he just generally owes me a hundred dollars. I just want gotcha. it. Just for fun. Okay. okay. Cool. Yeah. Commission tax. Why don't we, I like uh, that. I like that. <laughs> why don't we, well, who's next? Why do we move on? What do we got? Uh, what do we got here? Dan, who's four and five. He beats Rob, who's also four and five. 122, 93. Uh, let's do a little temperature check on Dan's team here. Uh, 137, 144, 122 points last three weeks. Uh, pretty good. I'd say he's red hot and everyone should be afraid. You? And I think uh, let's just dive right into it because Dan's players, whether on his bench or not, put up incredible points this week. Uh, we're going to talk about one of them in particular because Dan's player, uh, much to my chagrin, is our Greg Jennings Performer of the Week. Fuck it. You can't stop me. It's CD Lamb who has had one hell of a run since his poor ass motherfucker left my team. <laughs> I'm not sour. Not at all. Um, C.D. Lamb has 30 targets and 23 receptions for a lot of yards. I can't even do the math on that really quickly over the last two weeks. But this week in particular, he puts up 22 points in a week that Dan needs him the most. 16 targets, 11 receptions, 191. This is 22 points without a touchdown. Just unbelievable work. And if you look at the seven top performers of the week, okay, five of them, one, two, three, four. Four of them are on Dan's team, 
One of them is on Mike's team and two of them are on waivers. Talk about a stupid fucking week. The top <laughs> two scorers this week, Tank Dell, Rashad White, both on Dan's bench. Again, in a week that Dan needed his guys, it doesn't matter who was starting. They put up, Dan wins. He needed this so bad, right? Tones just looking at what's happening in the last few weeks. Massive. And that's why, like, put the team on your back, man. Put the season on your back, CD Lamb. I mean, you don't want to be three and six. <laughs> Fuck me, right? Um, if you're trying to go for it, you don't want to be three and six. And getting that win is fucking huge. Like, it's really big. And he's beating another team that he's trying to catch. And he did it successfully. And leapfrogs Rob in the standings. Like now he's in the driver's seat of that big yep. bunch of teams that are four and five. Like that's huge. It cannot be understated how big of a win that is. And, you know, we're going to keep saying this down the stretch for his team, my team, CRG's team, the teams that are trying to squeak into that five, six spot. Like every week is big. So when you get these performances, it, it's just they're all must wins and they're all huge. So getting that from Dan is really good. And the team's rounding into form. Derrick Henry looks good again, even though he's getting out snapped by Tajay Spears. It's really bizarre. I honestly think low key, the biggest thing to take away from uh, Dan's team is Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Ding dong. The witch is dead. McDaniels is gone. And right away, you started seeing them using... Uh, Josh Jacobs in the proper way, more play action, less shotgun runs, right? He's a fucking power back. Give him a running start. This was what was driving me nuts about Joe Mixon. They're in shotgun and they're handing it off to him on first and goal. And I'm like, man, this guy needs a running start so he can just plow through the fucking hole. I.e. Look at the, the, look at the Detroit Lions. That's all they do. Hey, big fatso, get in there. Like, that's it. Just run full steam ahead. It's not hard. It doesn't have to be this complicated. So Jacob's getting two touchdowns, 98 rushing yards. The receiving wasn't there, but did they need it? No, they blew out the fucking Giants. So look out, man. I wouldn't be shocked if we see, like, I've been down on Jacobs all year just because of what I've been seeing and how they've been using him. I wouldn't be surprised if second half year, I think he kind of looks like he did a little more last year. Two takeaways, one to build off something you just said. Jacobs, Henry, CD, in no particular order, his top three scorers this week, all guys that he made trades for in like a total of 60 seconds on one night uh, a few weeks ago, right? (laughs) The two guys for Mike and he gets CD for me and these are his performers. So again, he lost Tyree Kill. We know Tyree Kill is one of the best receivers in the league, but these are the guys that he's replacing them with and this is what he's done. And now, Dan, if you're looking at the number four spot where I'm sitting right now, all the way down to 10 in the league, okay? So those final, you know, seven spots of the league there, Dan has the most points for and among the most points against. So Dan's sitting in a spot right now where he's putting up, he's go- he's putting up these points, he's in a playoff spot and the kind of situation right now going on with Rich, with Robin, with Mike, I just wouldn't be that afraid of Dan. So looking at the standings as they are, this is such a huge win because it puts him in a spot where he has a little more room for error. He's got a pretty decent schedule the rest of the way. It's not great, but... Um, our podcast be without me having audio issues once a week, Tones. <laughs> I really miss doing this with you at my table at George Schuster way, but life is as it is. Uh, and here we are. So what I was trying to pivot out of and talking about Dan is I was trying to get to the flip side of his team. We talked about the good. We talked about these pickups, how well he's been performing, but the flip side of it is the not so good. And there's one particular player. We mentioned Arthur Smith earlier. I'll give you an opportunity to talk about B. John Robinson. I just, 
have we talked about a player more than him all season? Like, we can't not. Every single week is a new debacle. Like, it's fucking flabbergasting that this guy has a job. And, like, I don't know if you've been, like, I don't know if you've been, like, watching his presser clips that have been, like, floating around Twitter and shit. Yeah, I've seen it. It is. This guy is such a jackass. Like, he is just, like, I'm smarter than you all. Fuck you. And I'm, like, classic rich guy. His dad fucking ran Walmart or some bullshit. Like, he thinks he's just the smartest guy in the room. What a fucking moron. This team sucks. They have sucked. I've said from day one this season, I don't know why every single team, every every smart guy that I follow on for football was like so excited for the Falcons with Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Like, give me a fucking break, man. Anyway, here's some Bijan notes, okay? Yep. It's just, it's like, I have Tyler Algier on my team, okay? I have him there. I don't want him there, but I just, I look at shit like this and I'm like, how do I, like, of course I want, like, how do I drop this guy? Atlanta Falcons carries inside the 10-yard line this season. Tyler Algier oh, leads with 10, Desmond Ritter, 5, Cordero Patterson, who was out for like five games this year, 2, Bijan Robinson, 2, whatever the fuck Kaderil Hodge is, has one, and Jonu Smith just had one. Jonu Smith! Yep. What are we doing? It gets worse, Doors. This one courtesy <laughs> Jason Moore. Fantasy footballer, shout out. Here are a few players with more carries inside the 5 than Bijan Robinson. Tank Bigsby, who I'm pretty sure hasn't held the football in three weeks. Josh <laughs> Kelly. Andrew Beck. That's made up. Who? Uh, Craig Reynolds, third string third string running back. Roshan Johnson, whose brain is scrambled eggs. Damian Harris, who I'm quite sure is not on an NFL team right now. Devon Achane, who has fucking not been a thing since like week three. And James Cook. Like how... like. Well, he's seventh overall. Like, what are we doing? This guy's unbelievable. He's a generational talent. And they're just like, nah, you know what? And today he says, today, uh, whatever, we're taping this on what, what day is it today? Tuesday? Tuesday, Tuesday. I saw a thing today that he's like, well, Tyler Algier is one of the best, you know, short yardage goal line running backs in the NFL, if not the best. And I'm like, Chief, he has three touchdowns this year. <laughs> I've watched a lot of Falcons. I have Algier on my team. Guy stinks, man. He's not fucking good. He's just not. Like, what are we doing? Enough. Enough with the <laughs> stupidity. Let this man cook. It's just, I know he's not even on my team. I can't even, if he was on my team, I'd fucking lose it. Like, I'd be freaking out right now. It's just insane. I can't deal. Anyway. If you're this mad about Bijan Robinson, I can't wait till we get to your team oh, very soon. My goodness. I, can wait. I, I will say this, and, and, and touching on something that you mentioned, Tyler Algier gets the carries and Bijan Robinson does not. Um, uh, Kyler, uh, Kyle Pitts does not get the receptions, but John U. Smith does. And I see Mac Collins catching the ball when Drake London is not. Arthur Smith just trolling all of us. And Such all of this loser. happening with Bijan after we all saw that insane play that he made that cut the overhead view of it it was making its rounds on, on the internet a few weeks ago my goodness and yet still here we are with this player incredibly frustrating but just imagine the scenario where this actually happens however i don't know if we're gonna get it man i don't like, either I, I am such a talent chaser when it comes to this league and how i have run my fantasy you know team over the last 10 years obviously has not worked but I am such a talent chaser and I just feel like so much of what fantasy is is about opportunity and like opportunity when a coach is holding you back. back. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. And like, I thought the exact same thing and I'll be honest here. Like I, I texted, I texted Dan. I'm like, 
I made him an offer for Bijan. I'm like, look, man, like if you're trying to win this very specific year, this guy's bringing you down. And like, you yeah. know, I get, I get the future or whatever. And he's absolutely shut it down and rightfully so it's totally fair. Um, and I get it, but I'm like, man, how do you start this guy? And you look up and down his lineup. I'm like this, like, he's the most unreliable player in his lineup. Who would have thought that right? First overall pick, like, holy no. fuck, man. It's but crazy. you know why he didn't trade him to you? Why is that? Because he excels away from the ball. He's the number one away from the ball player in the league. What does number that one mean? On our power. What does it mean, Alex? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Fuck. What a oh, fucking donkey. Gotta hate that guy. He's just got a dumb face, too. Oh, it just makes me mad. It's, it's, the, it's the round, fat face with the mustache. It's just not a good look for him. Well, Can we talk about Rob's let's team? Talk about because Rob. yeah. You mentioned a few weeks ago that you were calling him to be the fraud team of the year. I like a lot of his players. I liked them. I still like them. But the collection of them aren't putting up points at the same time, and it's not really working out for him. So you were right in many different ways. Do you want to take your victory lap now? Or how are you feeling about Rob being the fraud team? No, I'm not taking a victory lap. But, like, you know, what I'm saying is coming to fruition. This is his fourth straight loss. Here's his last four weeks. 81 points, 101 points, 148, 93. Like, it's not good, man. That's just fucking like, that's like a seventh, eighth place team. And I think, you know, he had some nice weeks there for sure, but he caught some breaks 100%. I think there's some guys here that are interesting for sure. But like those numbers are coming in a stretch when Jameer Gibbs was the bell cow. Well, yeah. Monty's back next week. And I assume that the Lions are stupid enough to just go back to what it was before, even though, again, it doesn't make sense. What is wrong with the NFL these days? Um, and you're wondering why scoring's down. Um, yeah, like, it's just, I don't know, man, like you can make the case that Jamar is going to get better, but like Garrett Wilson, this is going to be pretty much the standard, right? Nine points, seven receptions, 80 yards are probably a really good day. Uh, he's continuing to start Gabe Davis, who we all know sucks and is just every once in a while going to have a 30 point game. When, when's that going to happen? I don't fucking know. You don't fucking know. Nobody knows. Uh, and he's got a quarterback problem. And like, I don't know, Kyler's back this week. Sure. Fields might be back this week. Sure. Are we excited about any of those options? Eh. You know what I mean? He's got a great tight end. That's what he's got going for him. I like Ayuk. But I don't know, man. I'm not afraid of this guy in a playoff matchup. I'm going to eat the I'm going to yeah. that's going to that's going to haunt me. I know that clip's going to haunt me. Got to make the playoffs. No, first. no. Yeah, I was I I'm glad you you got there before I did, but <laughs> no one will self chirp. <laughs> no one will beat me to the self chirp doors. All right? Uh, can you do me a favor as I talk about it and just go pull up Gabe Davis, who's sitting in his lineup right now as his wide receiver three. I just want to rattle off this guy's last four games for you, okay? One point, one point, 19 points, and a touchdown. Zero points this week. Uh, the streakiness of this team is going to be Rob's demise. Um, there are, again, like we said, some really good players, and yeah. it's just, yeah, then tough spot right now. So why don't we move on? Um, to my favorite matchup of the week. No. It was no. It was you. It was you losing again. Um <gasps> Mike is four and five. Mike changed his name to the Toronto Maple Leafs and fi- found a way to beat you. It, there's so many good, terrible things that happened to you in this matchup, and I can't wait to get to all of them. First of all, was Toronto Maple Leafs beating Anthony. Uh you're three and six, 129-123. You would have beaten every other team in the league this week. Uh, you're just so upset. It's, this is great. Um, such a joke. joke. I don't want to, I don't want to do too much on Mike's team, but I will start with him. Ramondre Stevenson, 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 uh, woke up big, big run, 
Big time for Mike. That Amari figures. Cooper, who you... What's that? I said that figures against me. Yeah. Never knew uh, that Amari Cooper. Life. Amari Cooper, who you dubbed Amari Pooper, puts up his best uh, point total of the year. Uh, do, do you see that touchdown? You. Do you see the touchdown he caught? I did. Yeah. Okay. That's all I want to know. Yeah. That's all I want to know. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's just it just keeps getting tougher for you. Uh, Las Vegas's defense, a team that was literally dead in the water. No one thought that they could do a damn thing this year. They fired their coach. They put up 23 points as a special teams unit. Um, just literally everything that could have possibly happened to fuck you managed to happen. Um, and there's not really a lot I want to say about Mike's team, except that Zeke didn't score the touchdown. And thank goodness he didn't do that because thank that would have been crushing. Um, let's pivot to you, Tones. Um <laughs> Just go. <laughs> just fucking go. I don't know what this. Just, just do whatever you gotta do, man. Like I, I'm just gonna sit here. I'll go on mute. Just do. I just whatever I mean, it is I that really you wanted need to, to do. I really wanted to see what you're where you were gonna go with that. Um, I tried so many what, different I mean, things what in can, my head. Like what can we? I don't know. Like, <laughs> Just just play last week's pod again. Play the one from two weeks prior. Play the one from last year's week eight. Play the one from last year week four. Play the one from 2019 week five. Play the one from fucking 2020 week six. We've been here a million fucking times, Alexander. I can't catch a break. It's just fucking incredible. You know, it's just ridiculous. I have the, like this is this is my season is these two weeks Mike and then I got Ryan next week and I go great and then I get all the horses back right and then I get Monty back yeah. then I get Kyron back and the team makes sense okay and I come in here and my team doesn't even perform that well three of my receivers combined for five total receptions and yet I still put up 123 points why because I make a smart pickup in Cole Komet. My quarterback's a fucking rock star. My wide receiver one's a goddamn star. Joe Mixon, as I predicted, the touchdowns were fucking coming. I never gave up faith. My fucking late round stash running back is now the starter and put up just like flex worthy points. Things made sense. No, no, no. This clown picks up fucking Jahan Dotson on just so happens Curtis Samuel's out. I don't know, man. Ramondre Stevenson makes a run that he'll never make again in his fucking life. Amari Cooper's catching touchdowns, raining from hits off seagulls, then a helmet, and it rains from the fucking Cleveland sky right into his fucking lap. I don't know, man. It's such a joke. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just upset, man. Like you tell, like Doris again, I just ask, you tell me, what what should I do? You know? Because I'm ready to just go scorched earth and everybody just take them. Just take them all. I'm ready to restart. I was literally talking to Rich. I'm like, I'm going three-year rebuild here. I'm just taking every, everybody's gone. You want Stefan Diggs? Pay up. You want fucking Cooper Cup? Pay up. You want Jalen Hurts? Go get your star quarterback. It gets you 25 points every week. Take them. Take them all. I'm done. But you tell me, man, am I just overreacting? I don't know. The luck's got to bounce back eventually, no? Yeah. The, the thing that I'll say is you have another week. The, la- the, the Our trade deadline is November the 18th. That's a Saturday. So that's not this coming Saturday and Sunday. It's the following week. You said you have Ryan next week. Let's see where you're sitting in the standings there. I'm not telling you not to sell. I'm not going to create some sort of collusion bullshit in this league. You're going to do what you need to do. But 
there are there's going to be at least one uh, playoff spot up for grabs at this point. It's the Rob spot right now at six. And we're going to talk about my team later, but there might even be a second one. I'm about to hit a schedule where I could potentially lose three or four games in a row after winning five. So there may be two playoff spots up for grabs. On top of that, we've talked about some of the shit that Dan has gone through. Maybe not the kind of luck that you've been through, but also not good luck either. He's only one win ahead of you, and he only has 34 more points for. So Tones, you talked about Kyren coming back. You talked about David Montgomery. I have always liked your team this year, and... I understand the points against have been fucking you and the situations have been fucking you and some of these matchups. I still believe in this team. And I know I've said that to you in the past, but there are some really good players that are coming back healthy soon that could really help you. The problem with Kyren is week 12. That's yeah. a still, a but that's fine. Weeks away. Injuries happen. Yeah. You lose one guy. It's okay. Like it's, it's, the, and again, like that's not the thing that's like derailed my season. It really isn't like no. I've done a decent job. I think to, to, like I've worked my ass off to fucking sort this out and actually like make shit happen. Like picking up Deontay Foreman and starting him going out and getting Darrell Henderson and starting him, like get it, making sure to keep stashing Chuba Hubbard, right? Zay flowers as a late yeah. round pick. Like these guys, like there was depth here. Right. And like, it's like, okay, cool. It's not like I was like throwing the towel, whatever, but you do all the right things. And then you like all this crazy shit happens and you just happen to lose all the time. It's just like, it's just so aggravating. So okay, Fantasy Pros has I don't know I don't know how many people use this, but I found it interesting. I just discovered it this year. It's like you can like sync it up with your league, which is actually kind of cool and it gives you like some weird goofy insights like like for yeah. example, right now it gives you like the post game for the week. Like uh Nick's team is setting the pace for the rest of the league with an impressive 11, you know. They give you all these like random little tidbits every once in a while. It's like interesting sure. stuff for pod stuff. But they have this thing called all play, okay? Basically, if you play, if everybody played each other and like you, you just take the head to head matchups out, okay? I'd be in fifth, which is rightfully where I think I should actually be. I'm not sitting here saying I'm a juggernaut. I should be up there with the Francos and the Riches or whatever. But like, it just goes yep, to show you how like insane this shit is. Like, it's just, I don't know, man. Of course, you know? Of course. Every year, every year, man. It's just fucking aggravating. If you, if you lose to Ryan next week, that's your season. It's, it's over for you it's because over. you've got your next four weeks after Ryan are Franco Nick. Now, mind you, there's going to be a couple of those teams who have bi-week troubles going in that stretch, but Franco Nick, then Dan, who is a beatable team considering the points you put up this week and then Rob to end the season. And God knows where Rob's team is going to be at that point. Now he does have guys that can put up, but you never know. You just have to beat Ryan this week. You just got to take care of business for a team that's won one single game this year. And it's time for you to get there. So let's, We're just, let's just see it. Thomas. I got to go three and one. There's maybe an outside chance a last year scenario happens where the couple of the right teams lose. Teams. Yeah, a couple five of the right teams, teams lose and five wins gets in there just based on points four. It's how I kind of did it last year. But like, I don't know, man. That's I don't play any of those four and five teams, right? I only play Rob, right? That's it. So like, it's not like I'm playing against Dan. you. It's not like I'm playing against Dan. You got, you got, Dan oh, I do Rob. have Dan. Oh, okay. You well, that Dan changes things. Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's a yeah. big week. Yeah. Your eh? last, your last two games of the seasons are against Dan and Rob. Yeah. So that's big. That's uh, big. Well, whatever. We my, uh, Let's my go. violin story continues, but whatever. What are you going to do? Tony's dark twisted fantasy. Ain't that the truth? Um, it's so good. Yeah. I don't know. I'm annoyed. Anyway, fuck me. Right. Congrats, Mike, I guess. All right, doors move on. I'm done. I'm done with this fucking season. Franco fucking franco <laughs> <God>. <laughs> fuck sakes. 
This guy, 97 points. Franco's seven and two. He beats Gennaro, who's three and six. Christian, just on an all-time, just just dip. Um, could have won $10 for the first time in this league in 10 years. Just could not get there. Ends up turning what could have been the, the largest margin of victory into a 13-point loss. Just incredibly impressive by Christian Gennaro. Um, for... Why, why don't we just start with Franco? I make the comment just because the horseshoes continue. And like, you've talked about this and I'm not just, I'm not just going to go all in on it. Okay. I'm not going to go nuts on Franco. I'm not going to do the whole song and dance, whatever, which seems like we sometimes trade doing that. But I'll say this about Franco's team. Okay. He really hasn't had Travis Kelsey being Travis Kelsey in the way that we know it. He really hasn't had. What? And I'll let you talk about him a little more in a sec. What's that? He's been amazing. Have you looked at his game log? Have you? I'm looking at two points. Okay. Yeah. He put up 29 points. Okay. I'm just saying there have been some down games in here. The nine, the eight, the two, he's going on a buy. Like I'm just saying he's, he's been the best tight end in the league tones. Do not get me wrong. I'm not trying to besmirch the name of this Taylor Swift dating man, but what I am saying is there are some low point totals in there and you got to lean on the guy. And when he doesn't put up and guys like Pollard and Kamara and Devontae (laughs) Adams are sucking, this is a problem. I think I think we've seen some weaknesses, some chinks in the armor, so to speak, from Franco's team lately, and he's just seemed to get away with it, considering some of the matchups, which I think is the frustrating thing from your standpoint, where you're sitting, and considering the rant you just went on, right? Totally. Devontae Adams has been horrible this yeah. year, yeah. and it hasn't mattered. Yeah. Tony Pollard has not been good, and I think you can speak a little more to him. I mean, has not been good, and here we are with Franco at seven and two. Is Pollard the biggest? I was thinking about this. So, is he the biggest disappointment in fantasy this year? Like injuries excluded, of course. But like, it's got to be like I was thinking about this. I was like, it's probably Pollard. I legit thought he was going to be like RB one potential overall. Expectations versus the reality, a hundred percent. Because we're talking 100%. about a guy who who thought. This is a guy who was going to be, by all consensus rankings, and everybody who was smart, air quotes, with fantasy football, this was a top five running back this year with the potential of being a top two or three, considering the opportunity and what Zeke did and all all of those things. So yes, I love the take. I completely agree. And a guy who was a keeper. Let's not forget. I know he got Kamara back in his team and he's looked like the keeper for more weeks than not since he'd come back from that suspension. But yeah, this has been a tough, tough year for this guy. And, and let's let us, let us give the credit where it's due to Franco, as we've done before about the drafting, right? The guys like Keenan Adam and Keenan Allen and Adam Thielen and Alvin Kamara, those three guys coming onto his roster and giving him points when he's needed them. When the keeper guys have really kind of not necessarily been there. And on top of that, George Pickens has had some good weeks. He hasn't, you know, didn't have one this week, but Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, I'm giving the credit, Franco. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And that, all of that is included with a complete miss on Damian Pierce. And yet, however he's done it, he still has the points for to show for it. This isn't a complete fraud team. This is no. a good team with, you know, the second most points for in the league. So let's just call it what it is. But some of his guys haven't showed up. So are they going to show up the rest of the year? We don't know the answer to that. But like these pieces have to come together if you're going to win the two or three games that you need against guys like Rich and Nick. And possibly even Dan, as his team continues to put. Yeah, up. man, so absolutely. I, that, that's where I'm at with Franco's team. Anything else to add? Yeah, I mean, no, I I, I agree with you. Um, and just like looking up and down his lineup, it's really interesting because like, I just look at this and I'm like, wow, really old. It's a really old group. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> I do. and I'm just like sitting here going like, huh? Like, okay, of course, there's the George Pickens, there's the Jordan Addisons, but like those two guys. 
have major issues now going forward, right? Addison has JJ coming back and has no quarterback. George Pickens was doing all of his good stuff with Deontay Johnson out. Deontay Johnson is bad or is back in the last two weeks. And George Pickens has a total of three catches, like three total. Um, So, you know, I, I said it on the pod last week. Like I was not a George Pickens guy because of Deontay Johnson. And that's bearing true. But like in terms of the age stuff, we're now getting into the cold seasons getting down in the depths of the season. I'm not saying like, I'm not making predictions here. I'm just saying it'll be interesting to watch how this team holds up once we get down to the stretch drive into December, into January, uh, or sorry, November, December. Obviously, we don't have fantasy in January, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to say the least. I'm curious to see if 97 here is going to be a bit of a trend going forward. Yep. Uh, To Janera's side, He's lost three of his last four. He lost three to start the season. And after he rattled off two in a row, we put him in the two spot or three spot in the power rankings because we love the way that he was trending with some did of his we? guys. Woof. We did. We suck. We did. And we didn't even do it for the clicks because we only have nine people listening to Damn. this, if that. So, and, and since then, like I said, he's lost three of his last four. It's been ugly mm-hmm. when it's been ugly. <laughs> Let's talk about Janera for a second. There are pieces that he can look forward to for, 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 you know, next year, for this year. This can't be a playoff team, is it? No. He's got Nick this week. He's got Dan the week after. He's got Rob. Then he's got Rich. Then he's got Mike. So even three and two and they're two and three in that stretch gets you right in the Tony zone of hoping to God that your points for when you a tiebreak or something like that. But that's again a very small margin for error and just looking at his team like I've liked it all year but man it's just maybe if I like it it's the kiss of death you know what I mean like it's just (laughs) not you know and like even Swift is it like performing like usually has like Brees Hall looks good but like the big point totals are gonna kind of fluctuate right because that offense is just so fucking horrendous I know everyone's excited about oh Aaron Rodgers he might come back like guys he's not coming back like don't like, he doesn't have some voodoo fucking medical magic. Like, he's not... He's a human he fucking being. He's 41 years old. He's a huge douchebag. Like, ignore... <laughs> he just wants attention. Stop giving it to him. Um, so, I don't know. This is the make-or-break week. I think he's in tough against uh, against Nick, who pretty much has all his big boys back. Um, I don't know. I think CRG's got to sell. I really do. And I think every day that goes by that he doesn't is a missed opportunity, personally. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I'm just curious what the seller's market... I'm not trying to stir anything up here. I, I am curious no. what the seller's market looks like right now. Very quiet. Like, has yeah, there been a because, trade in the last three weeks? I mean, there's been nothing. Everyone blew their load in like a two-week stretch, and now everyone's just waiting. And I think that's part of just how tight this league is. Like, three and six, you know, I'm I'm hitting the panic button. See, I'm telling CRG to sell, but like, we're one game back, you know? All it takes is, as your team has just proven... Win a couple in a row, and you're fucking all of a sudden in the driver's seat here. Look at Dan's team. Prime example, right? His team looked kind of sort of dead, and he's strung together a few wins here, and like now he's, like I said, in the driver's seat to that 5-6 spot, potentially even higher. So, yeah, man, I think that's kind of keeping teams in it. And, you know, I was texting with Mike about it, and he was saying, like, look, there's two teams really truly out of it right now. It's Ryan and it's me that are, like, just truly just trying not to win. I mean, you know, that's only two teams. Usually by now we have probably four proper sellers, you know what I mean? And maybe a couple teams that are kicking the tires here and there. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I 
it's uh, you never know. You never know what can happen. As we get this late in the season, as we continue in this league over the years that we do this, I wonder if guys like well, I'll just I'll call them out. You, me, Genera are three great examples. The guys who have never won in this league. We just don't want to sell. We just want to fucking win. We just want to win. I'm too competitive, so now it's week man. 10. I'm too fucking yeah. competitive. I just fucking, I, I like competing, you know? It's just, I know, I'm with you. It's my biggest downfall in this league, honestly. That's why, but maybe you, we just go scorched nature. earth. Maybe the three of us just fucking band together. We form an alliance. Mm-hmm. We all this just, we all just rebuild no, aggressively for it. the next two, three years. And we'll just dominate. The three of us will just dominate. <laughs> That's nah, never what gonna work. World? Like that. What 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 version of the multiverse are you living in right now? <laughs> there is just no way that that is coming to fruition. I want to. If I'm joke. going down, I'm dragging people with me. That's that's just what I want. Go oh, get those man. Infinity Stones, man. Um, all right, nerd. Let's move on to the final matchup of the week. Save the uh, one of the uglier ones for last. But it's uh, me beating Ryan. I'm six and three. Ryan's one and eight. 105 to 96. It looked like going into Monday Night Football, Ryan had a chance to beat me. But Quinton Johnson, as we constantly are reminded, is a bad player at football. Sucks. Although Sauce was oh. really, Sauce was in his face. So there's that too. Um, no, he's just and, bad. He's fucking yeah, bad. Yeah, no, I know. He's I not know. good. I, I get it. God. I get it. Zay Flowers should have been a charger. I just, I, no. Anyway, I'll stop. <laughs> it's just crazy. No, you're right. You're right. Um, where do you want to go with this? Ryan's team is, is terrible, but Dak Prescott put up 28. That's great. Um, Ryan's not trying to win. We know that. Um, I don't have a lot to say about this guy. Well, um, I think there's except, a couple. Except, except. Go. Team name change. It's good. Ryan. It's good. Three out of like five. It? Three out of five. I like the photo. I don't. I know you like the photo. I, I think he changed the photo just for you. Yeah, I, I like it um, a lot. I think he was trying to get a lot of trophy wins. I actually can't say his team name out loud. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I Don't do that. It's, it's, it's yeah. But good job, Ryan. Yeah. I, I like it. I'm going to give it at least three and a half trophy emojis out of five. Actual football um, stuff for Ryan. I mean, nice to see Devonta please. Smith and T. Higgins, like, show signs of life, right? Devonta Smith yep. straining together some nice weeks here. T. Higgins now is, like, alive again. Like, clearly he was playing hurt all season. Eight catches, 110 yards, like, really good. Outpaced fucking Chase in that game. And, like, the fucking Bengals are back. So... This was like a great buy low. I said at the time, and I'm going to continue to say it, an awesome buy low by Ryan that we can yeah. look up next year and be like, how the fuck did he get him? Because T. Higgins will be a chief and it's going to be a problem, right? Um, so that's the good thing. Let's go to your side, okay? No point. Is Taysom Hill, are we doing the Taysom Hill thing again? Is this are we? Is this happening for real this time? Because I feel like Guy. every year in the last... Two, three years, Taysom Hill puts together these stretches and then goes nowhere after. Yeah. Is this legit? I mean, I'm a Saints fan. I should probably be answering this question, but. So so I think I'm going to say what I'm going to say about how I feel. And then you could tell me if I'm crazy. The team is just average enough with a shitty quarterback with not a lot of guys making plays for him to be like a real weapon. And the fact that they have a week 11 bye for all of those guys to rest, that doesn't mean shit to me. What makes it great is that Taysom Hill gets to rest because of the abuse this guy's been taking over the first 10, 11 weeks of the season. Beast. Because he does everything. He's a pure football So player. it's not like they have a quarterback that they're thinking, we got to keep this guy on the field. And it's not like they have these receivers with a connection with that quarterback that they're thinking, we really need to get Chris Olave open in space because that clearly he doesn't even, whatever, that's, that's whatever. 
Taysom Hill's doing it all. He does it all every year. But I think because of the makeup of the team and how much they've struggled on offense, this feels more real. Now, mind you, look, Tones, two, two, eight points before this stretch of 14, 21, 18. So I'm sure he's going to have the four or the five. But when Darren Waller was hurting his hamstring every week and when guys like fucking mm-hmm. Logan Thomas are putting up six and seven points and Hunter Henry and fucking Cole Komet, like... Why not throw this guy in your totally, spot? Totally. Right? I'm looking ahead to week 11. I have five guys on a bye. I am fucked. And I'm trying to think of which of my starters I'm going to have to drop instead of dropping Taysom Hill to waivers because hmm. I don't want to let this guy go. This is going to be my tight end because I'd rather have the four points from him with the ceiling of 25 sure, sure. than whatever else. So yep. I don't know. I just don't know how this guy does it every year and flies under the radar. And then in week Dude. seven, all of a sudden, it's like a... a hunt to the waiver wire no because no and i'll I'll shed some insight on that because and and it's funny because like one of the like saints have one of the best beat reporters and i'm not being biased here he's one of the best beat reporters in the nfl his name's nick underhill he's a legend an absolute the goat like he's he's the shit he gets and the insight he gets and the way he dissects football it's really good um it's taught me a lot um they brought up a really good point where it's just like things we don't think about, right? How does Derek Carr or any quarterback for that matter feel when you get into the red zone where your bread is buttered, your money is made and they say, no, 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 we're bringing this guy in. And I think eventually, especially for a new quarterback who clearly has an ego problem in Derek Carr, where he thinks he's got to be the center of life, even though he sucks donkey dick. I'm still mad at you, Franco. Um, like, I think there's going to be weeks where they inexplicably don't use him. And as a Saints fan, for years, I'm like, they should be giving 10 carries a game to Taysom Hill every week. Every single week. He should be your second running back after Kamara. And I've said that for fucking years. He should be a red zone weapon all the time. But it, they just randomly, for no no explanation, there's random weeks where he plays like six snaps. And you're like, Why? But that's just, it's egos. It's, yeah, he's 36 years old. He's taken a fucking beating. But, man, he is the red zone offense right now. So it actually might be real this season because they need to score. And the problem is they don't get to the red zone very often because the offense fucking sucks. Like, you're calling them average doors. They're a bad football team. They're they, they're really bad. In offense, they're, and on offense, they're really bad. Alvin Kamara can't yep. even get shit going on the ground behind this line. That's You need Taysom to just, like, run through six guys to, like, have any semblance of a fucking rushing attack. So and I don't with know. that below average, that shitty team that they are, there's only one team remaining on their schedule for the rest of the fantasy season that I'm worried about that game getting out of hand. And it's against Detroit. Other than that, Minnesota, Atlanta, Carolina, New York, the giants Rams and Tampa to end the year. Those are all teams that it's going to be at least competitive, but they're not going to be blown out at any of those games, but you and can't, I'm thinking, you're, you're thinking of this as if he's a normal, this is what I'm saying. Like you're thinking of this as if he's a normal tight end that runs normal right. routes and does the normal no, no. things. That's like, you can't even work matchups with him because like you just, in, I'm telling you, inexplicably, there's yeah. going to be a game coming up where you're just like, he had two carries and one catch and they let him throw a deep ball that missed. And like, he's got one point and you're like, what, what? Like, this guy was unbelievable. Like, trust me, I had him last year. I was, like, hoping to God that this shit was going to happen. And, like, like finally, they're coming to Jesus. They're realizing Taysom Hill's awesome. Like, it's just, I don't know. I hope I'm wrong for the Saints' sake. But, uh, anyway, that's enough Taysom Hill talk. Let's talk Kenneth Walker, Doors. 
Mm. Yeah. Are you Tough worried? This week. Are you worried? No. You should like, be worried. Am I worried? Okay. T- tell me why against Cleveland and Baltimore, I should be worried that he can't find running room. Zach Charbonnet's carving out a fucking big role here. Okay. Big role. Yeah. He had nine carries, Doris. It's not good. Eight he out, the week he actually out, he out carried Kenneth Walker. No, no, week, I know. Actually. I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Charbonnet. You mean. Charbonnet did. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like the snaps are climbing. It's a concern. Yep. Little concern. I think Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. So much better than Charbonnet. But I don't know. The Pete Carroll clip the other a couple weeks ago, it's just like gushing about him. He just keeps doing it and keeps doing it. And he's a perennial hey, liar. Look, so who the fuck cares? They drafted, like, they drafted a really talented player that they intend on using, but I'm not looking for a four down back in Kenneth Walker. I'm looking for one home run hmm. and a touchdown. This is a guy who could be, but may not be my third keeper next year. I'm just looking for a guy who's going to give me the double digit points that I need. And I'm going to let ETN carry most of the load from that RB spot, right? Mostert's going to get into the end zone. Kenneth Walker's going to get into the end zone. Yep. When he doesn't, I suffer, of course. But the home runs and the touchdowns, that's what I need. And anything that happens other than that between like, you know, the the 30 and the 30, whatever the fuck. Yep. Zach Charbonnet wants to sub in, that's fine. But yeah, not so worried. Couple tough matchups. There's other worries on my team that we can talk about, but I don't really need to talk about. This isn't a team, I think, that has a chance of winning three games into the playoffs as it's currently constructed. There's too many holes. There's too many guys who've been up and down guys like Jalen Waddle banged up all year. Chris Olave just cannot get it together. Finally got a touchdown this week. But like you said, that team's a mess. Uh, there's just question marks on this team and ETN's carried the load, which is why I've won six games this year. He's yeah, been he's a been true amazing. star. He's been amazing. Um, Tua has been a great quarterback and Mostert has been just one of the greatest, you know, late round draft picks that we really haven't had a chance to talk about because it's been great. uh, We haven't been doing a lot of pods together. So it is what it is, man. My team is exactly where I think it needs to be or should be. Maybe fifth place is a more appropriate place for my team, but I started one in three and I've won five in a row. The problem as we look ahead is that I'm fucked from a bi-week standpoint and over the next two weeks, I have the worst two bye weeks I've seen all season long, and I get Franco and Nick. So chalk me up as six and five, and I'll see you in week 12 when I face Dan. That's great news Rob, for me. And then, honestly, great it, news it really for me. is. I, I am going to lose the next two games. And Mike's going to be sitting here listening like, oh, man, don't put that into the universe. <laughs> I cannot even tell you the losers that I'm going to be starting over the next well, two weeks. Dude, it's I, going to be embarrassing. You have a guy in your lineup this week. I've never heard of Demario Douglas in my life. Who is this man? Oh, Pop Douglas. Who is that? Like, why Why is he a guy? He's a wide receiver one on New England. Does No. Now he is. No, that's not what you want. No, oh, one, no one wants that guy. This guy's done oh, nothing. Man. Who is this guy? They told me. They, they told they, me. Oh, okay. Pick him up. Okay, okay. That's, that's all I need to hear. That's yeah. all I need to hear. Um, yeah, direct that. quote from uh, a member of this league that I will remain nameless. Uh, classic Mike. doors with a 24-point defense. And I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> that's great hey man fucking vintage you can take you can take my kickers away but you cannot take my defense we have to talk about dario gumbawale that how can anyone defend kickers in fantasy ever again not only did this guy show up and fucking have to kick an emergency kick but he striped it he made it (laughs) it just doesn't matter we have seen two prime examples of why kickers should not be in fantasy this year 
And if anyone defends them, you included, Franco, CRG, whoever the no. fuck was pro kicker, you can't even with a straight face say, yes, they matter. The th kicker number three in the league was cut. He is unemployed right now. So we're going to fucking Walmart bagging groceries. Cut. Goodbye. We just had a third string running back kick a 30-yard field goal. Doesn't matter. I'm get... so glad it's gone. Oh, my God. Did he get so for stupid? That? I don't know. Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, like how did – there's no way he has a column for that. Did he break Yahoo with this? We have to find out. He has three fantasy points. I'm typing points. his name in right now. He has three fantasy points. Oh, what did he have? He had two wallet. fantasy points this week. What does that mean? No, no, See, no. you can't scroll over. No, no, no. So, Tones, he – coming into this week, in the entire season, he had two attempts – two rushing attempts for four yards. So, he literally only had two carries all year long in week two. He put up 2.9 points this week. Because he kicked a twenty-nine a yard 20, field goal. Oh, it's amazing. Could you like how how does that get programmed? Hey, let's make sure kicker points go to skill position players on the off fucking chance the once every thirty hey. years that this happens. Yahoo, get on it. That's Give me great. my tab for kicking points for position players <laughs> who are not kickers. I want that next year in the Listen, upgrade. I'm the beta I'm version. thrilled with the player. The player box thing looks so good. It's so good. I love it all the information it still doesn't have great. in all seriousness though it, it still doesn't have enough room for Taysom hill's passing yards it just has his rushing and receiving but that's i fine. understand he's a bad passer yeah. who cares um yeah that's uh yeah that's amazing doris can you defend try to defend kickers right now go ahead oh i just want to no, hear no 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 <laughs> I, don't, I don't i guess i didn't say it i was just thinking it in my brain i'm not defending them i totally with you i was on board with it once we heard everybody talk about it look listen to me man i am not a guy who's like yay change like i like things the way they are i lived on my own for eight fucking years i was in the same job for 10 years i know you can relate to some of these things i'm not sitting there being like i'm really excited to make moves now like i like my space you know what i mean now mind you when those changes take place very good things happen i'm a happy guy got a great life everything's great but while it's happening, not the best for change management, all right? So, yes, you can have your kickers taken away. It's just hard for me to wrap my brain around it when you guys suggest it. Now we're here, and it's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm so excited. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. I'm so happy to actually start football players. It's going to be great. Maybe I'll have a fighting chance next year because of this change. We have five episodes remaining until we get to 100 for our illustrious career um, as podcasters on the fourth and long pod here in the Holman Deck Fantasy League. Do you think we have it in us to get there? Because I really do see a glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm wondering if we're going to get there by year's end. Okay, hold on. When's the fantasy season end? Week 17? 17 is the last... Uh, yeah, week yeah, right, 17. Yeah, there's 18 right? weeks now. Yeah, so yeah. week 17. Yeah. So that means there's... We're going into week 10. Quick math. Eight weeks remaining. Can I do the eight math? Eight weeks remaining. That's right. So we, eight, eight, we can eight. get there even if we skip. And we have to do a... Like, the playoffs is when we got to buckle down and we got to just make shit happen. So, like, we can skip week 10. But we're... I don't know. Playoffs is a tough tough skip. But we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. Depends on many, many variables in our lives now. But what... Hey, you know, the boys want a pod. They're going to get a pod. Um, well, I'm going to I think we can week, get so there. I don't need to... I don't need to record next week. But... Uh... <laughs> I better fucking win. If I lose, I, I might just go solo. 
I'll go solo and just cry for 10 straight minutes and just that'll be the pod. That'd be wonderful. You should record those sounds as like the sleep casts on all of those meditation apps. It's just Anthony crying about fantasy football, 12 minutes looped. That would be great. That's that's my that's how I go to bed every night. Yeah. Just go, how is this possible? It's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. All right, Tones. Unbelievable, man. It's been it's been a slice. Thanks for uh, thanks for getting off. it. Uh, thanks for getting together tonight. Appreciate it. I miss you. I'm actually seeing you hopefully in a couple of weeks, which I'm really excited about. I can see um, you tomorrow night, you doorknob. Oh yeah, I'm seeing you tomorrow. Jeez, oh, that's great. Wow. I meant I was coming to see your new casa, to see your little baby. I uh, I'm really excited. But in the meantime, yes, I will. I will see you tomorrow, and I can't wait to see you. Tomorrow.